Welcome to Model the Master podcast brought to you by Incorpreneur, where we believe the fastest path to personal and professional growth is to model those who have gone before us. I'm your host, Kristen Gutierrez. Today, I'm speaking with Stacy Wright. She is a serial entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience, covering more than 28 patents and five startups. She is the founder and CEO of IP2Market and CEO Essentials. You've actually been through a lot that a lot of our viewers and listeners would resonate with. You've had a lot of setbacks and a lot of challenges, but the difference between someone who succeeds and someone who fails is that you got back up and you kept going. Can you tell us a little bit about these setbacks and challenges that you faced and how you overcame them? That is an excellent question, and it's really a good one for people to to ponder and think about. This is, I yes, I've had a lot. I was just I was just talking to a friend the other day. I'm like, I've had a lot of those dark nights of the soul. Yeah, and I had um, built my dream business like from zero to five million dollars, and we were living a lifestyle that we dreamt about. It was the car, you know, the cars and the boats and the house and the freedom. It was just the freedom that I could walk into any store and buy anything I wanted and not think twice about it. And then we got hit with a lawsuit and the lawsuit just over the course of a decade wiped us out. It just went on and on and on. And it never felt like I was never going to it never going to end. And I ended up walk, you know, coming out of that without my marriage, you know, with my family destroyed with my business destroyed um the whole thing just lost everything and i remember there were days that i literally laid on my bedroom floor and sobbed it was just such a huge loss and i and, and i'm not going to lie i commit i thought about suicide i thought well you know that's better than what i've got here but i had two little girls and i couldn't do that thank god them and <laughs> yeah yeah and so i had to keep going i had to keep getting up and so if it wasn't for my kids, though, I don't think I would have. Yeah. I just wanted to model for them a better way, a better way to live, a better way to be. And I wanted to show them that when they get knocked down, which we always get, you know, life knocks us around, yeah. that they can get back up and, and be strong. And so I wanted to model that for them. And that's literally what got me through that. So what was the process like? So you you lost your business, you built it to $5 million, and then you got hit with this lawsuit. You wound up going through that for a whole decade. I mean, that's that's got to be completely overwhelming. You made it through that decade alive, but you'd lost your marriage and you'd lost your business. So what was the process from that point where you had lost everything and you had considered suicide to, you know, where you are today? Like, what, what was the path that you had to take? What did you have to do to get from that point to where you are now? You know, I think the decade long was my own fault because I kept clinging on to things. I kept clinging on to what was safe. I kept clinging on, trying to hold on to the past, trying to hold on to what felt comfortable and safe and familiar. And in hindsight, if I would have just let go early on in the process, it would have fallen away and I could have rebuilt. But I, there was a lot of fear, a lot of fear that was going on during that time. And what eventually happened, and this is this is an interesting part of the story, is that around 2018, 20, yeah, it was 2018, I read the book by Michael Singer, The Surrender Experiment. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I mean, I highly recommend this book to everybody I talk to and work with, 
because he he tells this story. He was a serial entrepreneur. He had several entrepreneurial ventures that were super successful. One was even a publicly waited to be publicly traded. And his whole life, he lived in a state of surrender. I'm just going to do the next thing that feels right to do. And I'm going to let life bring me what it wants to bring me. Mm -hmm. And at that point in my life, I had lost everything and I had nothing to lose, nothing more to lose. And I thought, why don't I experiment with this whole surrender thing? Why don't I try this? And so I remember it was right at the beginning of 2019. I said, you know what? I'm going to surrender. I'm going to give this whole you know, this whole thing, a, a whirl. And I remember talking to my friend and she's also an entrepreneur. I said, I'm just going to surrender. This is what I'm going to do. It feels right for me. She said, well, maybe I should do that too. And I thought, oh no, no, let me try it first. Let's see if it works. We don't need my you know, surrendering. <laughs> right. Exactly. You don't, you have a lot to lose. I don't think <laughs> let me try. I'll sacrifice myself. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. And from that moment forward, Things just started falling into place and my life started falling back together again. And I learned so much through over the next few years through that experience. So so this surrendering process, is this basically like taking the next step, even though you're afraid, even though you don't know what it is? It's just it's just continuous movement. And yes, spins or what, what is that? It was OK. That's a good question. Yeah. The sur- it was the surrender experiment with learning about my human design. I don't know if you've heard about human design, but human design is an energetic blueprint for how you're designed to make decisions, how you're designed to interact with life. It is based on your time, place, and date of birth. And so I got my human design chart given to me like right before that time. And so according to my human design, I was designed to make decisions with my gut. And human design says if we make decisions with our mind, our mind contains all the conditioning of the society we live in. Okay. And and especially as entrepreneurs, we're given desires and visions of something that's not been done yet. Right. And so if we're using our mind that's been conditioned with all the things of the past to make decisions going forward, we wouldn't really make sense. <laughs> we could lose a lot of opportunity. Yeah. And so that's what I started doing is just making decisions with my gut based on my gut instinct, like what felt right. And I moved toward that. You know, even if it was scary, there was times it was scary. There was times that it made no logical sense, the decisions I was making. And then they would just work out. And I'll give you one example early on that happened. I had lost everything and I hadn't rebuilt yet. I hadn't replaced my income. I hadn't solidified anything in my life as far as my career path went or my business. I knew I wanted to own another business. There was never a question about that. Um, I just didn't know what it would look like. And I got an invitation in the email to join this National Entrepreneurs Club. And it was a a $10,000 membership fee. And my gut was lit up about it. My gut said, yes, do it. I mean, super lit up. And I was like, my mind was was arguing so hard of it doesn't make sense. You need to save that money for later. You don't need to be spending money to join a club. You don't even have a business. But I I was in an experiment and I thought I'm I'm gonna surrender. I've already lost, you know, millions of dollars. What's ten thousand? So I I wrote the check, went to the first meeting, met some cool people, came back home. Um, The next month, there was another meeting. I went to the meeting, even though I wasn't. Now, that one I wasn't lit up about. Like, after that, I was no longer lit up about this club. 
Yeah. But I still forced myself to go because my mind said, you pay $10,000, you better go. So I went and nothing extraordinary happened. I came back home and I kept trying to force myself to go to these meetings of of this group. And, but it was just draining me. It felt exhausting to me and my gut was just not lit up about it. And so I stopped going to the meetings and I thought, well, that was an interesting experiment of $10,000 and just chalked it up to, okay, it was just an experiment. Well, a year later, when I actually started a new company, we were doing new inventions. So we needed a patent attorney and we right. didn't have money. We were, right. We were bootstrapping it. Yeah. So we needed a patent attorney to actually do the patent work for this new company. And this new company is just an invention machine. So we're just spitting out new inventions over and over and over. So we needed a patent attorney that would join our, our vision and see where we were going and do patent work for free, basically, in exchange for ownership in the company. And it just so happened that the very first person I sat next to at the first meeting I went to was an entrepreneurial patent attorney. And we had hit it off famously. And he looks just like my brother. And I remember we we had a connection. And so I called him up and I said, hey, do you want to be a part of this? It's, you know, it's a it's a new venture, lots of risk, no guarantee, um, but we'll give you equity in the company. And he said, yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. And so he came on board. And since that time, he's written way more than $10,000 worth of patent work for us. So that's just one example of what happened over and over and over again when I was listening to my gut making decisions versus my head. Right. That's amazing. And it's also a testament of proximity because proximity is so important whenever you're trying to launch a new business or take your existing business to the next level. You were able to get in proximity to someone who had the skills that you needed and had you not listened to your gut uh, and joined that group, whether you wound up, you know, continuing on in that group or not, then you wouldn't have been able to meet that patent attorney. So, yeah, that's that's an amazing I- example of that. So tell me a little bit about your uh, business right now. The, the one, You have two businesses, right? Two businesses, yes. So I need a market is the company I was just talking about. So that's a company that brings new inventions to life. And we handle everything from A to Z. So patenting, engineering, design, manufacturing, sales and distribution. The bigger picture of that, the whole reason I started that company was to make social impact, have a social impact. So at this phase of my life or this season of life, um, it's about more of creating the business to make a social impact versus, you know, just to make the money. So. Right. The so that is that company. So now, and we started this in 2020. So it, you know, it's barely a baby. Right. It's a baby company, and, and in we, the middle of the pandemic, <laughs> in the middle of the pandemic, and we already have three products, four brands, one patent issued, nice. and one patent pending. So there's a lot happening in a short amount of time. Yes, that is. And what would you attribute that momentum to? Surrender. And in following what is correct for me, being who I am. See, I believe we all have a seed of the future planted inside of us. And our job is to stay out of the way and allow that seed to grow and to flourish. And when I surrendered and said, okay, I'm willing to, I want to bring my potential to life. I didn't even know what my full potential was. But I just, I want to bring whatever my, whatever I'm here to bring, I want to bring it. I want to bring it with power and sustainability. And when I let go of the control and trying to navigate and make it the way I thought it should look and I let it be what it was, it literally happens in 
quantum speed. And it, it's not a constant, it's not constantly just going up like this. What happens is it goes along and then all of a sudden there's a quantum jump and then it just mm-hmm. goes along and then all of a sudden there's a quantum jump where there's just like this miracle that happens and this new idea comes and it just, it happens in a way that it's hard to explain in the logical mind. Right. Nice. All right. Well, let, let's say that you're, you're talking to someone who has wanted to start a business but they just didn't know what to do. They they haven't taken that step yet. Or maybe they have tried and it just didn't work out the way that they had hoped and they're ready to try again. What would be your number one tip for them or suggestion? My number one tip is to find out what your human design is and then have an experiment with that. Like really align with who you are, who you are meant to be, what you were meant to do here align with that, how you're designed to interact and to make decisions and move forward within that space. Because that's the other thing in 2020. Now, my other business is CEO Essentials, which is for people, entrepreneurs who are going from solo entrepreneur into more uh, hiring people, scaling their business. And so it's becoming a CEO. So I have a CEO Essentials as a mastermind for female entrepreneurs. And during 2020, the pandemic, we were meeting once a month you know, still doing what we were doing. And I, at that point, wasn't teaching anything. I was just facilitating time, making sure everybody had equal time of the group's time. But about midway through that year, as my life's falling back together, and they're all looking at this going, how is how are you doing what you're doing? And I'm saying, I don't have a clue. It's just happening. I don't know how this is happening. Well, one day I was out walking in, out in the woods, which is what I do every day. It's for part of my coping mechanism that I learned when I was going through the hell that I was going through and realized that drinking wine every night was not a sustainable solution. Probably not a good idea. <laughs> right, right, right. So anyway, so I developed that habit of you know walking out in nature every day. And while I was out walking in nature one day and all of a sudden I call it a download. It was just information was given to me. And by the end of the walk, I had words to articulate exactly what was happening and how it was happening. And so I, and then I had the compulsion to share it. So I went and shared it with the group and each month, another piece of the puzzle would fall into place and I would teach it to them. And, and over this course of the next six months, everybody was changed as a result of this information. And what it came out to is the creation formula. So it's actually a formula for how creations happen. Like we had these visions and these ideas of what we want to bring to the world. And then, you know, five years later, three years later, it's there. So how does that, what is that process and how does that work? And so the creation formula breaks it down in a way that's a little bit easier to understand and gives us precisely what our role is in the process. We think it's our role to make it happen and to go out there and create it with Mm -hmm. with with our work ethic and with our grit and determination and all of those things. Not saying that the grit and determination is not something you need because you do need it, but it's not where we, it's not applying it where we typically apply it. The creation formula tells us that that grit and determination, if we apply it in the right place in the equation, the rest happens quite naturally. And so that's the creation formula that came through in 2020 as all of this is falling back together. And so now I teach this to other entrepreneurs um, and it's actually on my website. You can go see it for free. I've got a webinar up there for free, but it gives the actual equation of how the vision comes to life and what our role is in that. 
So is it like a, an equa- like a, like a, almost like a math equation? Almost, I guess, like a math equation, but there's no numbers involved. So it's, it's right. It's the, the formula of what's involved in the process. So it's the life force energy, which is the okay. energy that's bringing things to life all around us all the time. You look at nature, the way grass just grows over and over and over. It's this life force energy. Its primary purpose is to bring things to life. So okay. that it, understanding that and working with that is important. Then the next one is we have our DNA, our structure of who we are as people. And then we have humans. We have this mind, body, and soul that allows us to play with the life force energy. So, you know, we have plants that have DNA and structure and the life force energy brings it to life. And then you have people, though. We have something more than plants, plants and animals. We have mind, body, and soul. So if we utilize our mind, body, and soul in the way it was designed to be used, the life force energy will quite naturally bring our potential to life in the reality. So that's how our visions become a reality. It is this, it's a it's it's this process that the life force energy brings through. Our job and where we want to apply our grit and determination mm-hmm. is to let go of the limiting beliefs that live in our mind. Yes. And to take care of our bodies. And to align our work with our soul's purpose. So if we do right. those three things, then the life force energy does the rest. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, that totally makes sense. Okay. Good. Uh, I, I, <laughs> yeah. So you go on your nature walks. I wind up getting my downloads in my shower office. <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, that's. That's my most productive place. That's where I get the best ideas. I actually have uh, a waterproof notebook that I have in the shower because I get so many downloads in there. And before I was just using like my cell phone, getting it all wet. And I finally searched on Google, where can I find a waterproof notebook? Tried a couple different ones and found the the one that works best for me. And and now I'm constantly, constantly using that every single day. It's like the best thing that happened to me. Um, in the shower. That's fantastic. I didn't even know they made those things. They- yes, it's amazing. Wow. Okay. I'll get you the link for that because, the, and there's they're super affordable, but they're like worth their weight in gold, I'm telling you. Yeah. Just the ability to not, you know, have you ever like tried to tell yourself, I need to remember this, I need to remember this, I need to remember that's what's the first thing that happens, you forget it. Yes, yes. And it sounds like you have a lot of ideas happening all the time being a serial I do I do I you know I'm an uh, I'm a serial entrepreneur so I've I've had plenty of ideas throughout my life um very successful ones and it just seems that uh I I like to document them all we can't do them all but I definitely like to document them all so my sh- the shower is like the best place for me that's awesome I've heard that before people say that that's cool that's awesome well, we've reached the point in the show where we have our sec- segment called Would You Rather? I came up with this segment because my husband and I, we play this game with our grandchildren. We have eight beautiful grandchildren, and this is the game that they love, Would You Rather? So my que- my Would You Rather question for you is, would you rather earn more money than you could ever spend, but you had to do something that you didn't really enjoy? every single day for the rest of your life? Or would you rather make just enough money to live a comfortable life, but you could do something that really lit you up every day for the rest of your life? No question. I need to be lit up every day. 
the money that's a great answer. is much less pales in comparison to what happens when I'm lit up and what the feeling is that I, when I'm lit up, it, it makes a big, big, yeah. Now, if you had asked me that 30 years ago, it would have been the money. <laughs> right. I think life experience has a way of uh, making us see our true priorities. Right. Definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've made a lot of money doing things that I didn't really enjoy. And I would tell you that I would 100% give all of those companies up and make just enough to survive if it meant that I could enjoy what I was doing and that I could be passionate about it and I could make a difference in the world. I remember that I had a law firm and a real estate brokerage once and we were doing short sales. And even though we really were making a difference in these people's lives, we were helping them to get out of homes that were underwater and preventing them from having hundreds of thousands of dollars in deficiency balances. It just didn't feel that way to them. They were losing their homes and they were losing the equity that they had put down on the properties. And there was just a whole bunch of really miserable, unhappy people who didn't buy you what we were doing for them. And we were making a lot of money, but we were just miserable. And I used to dream like I I would I would give it all away if I could just love what I was doing. And thank God I'm to the point where I love what I'm doing. So I, I love your answer. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree with you on that. There were there's many positions that I had prior to owning my own business where I was miserable, but I was making a really lot of money. And but I always thought that was what would bring happiness. And then having all the money and no happiness, then I realized, okay, this isn't working for me. You know, and I would I would go and drive around different neighborhoods and I would see poor neighborhoods walking, you know, driving through poor neighborhoods and see the people in their front yards laughing and having fun and enjoying each other. Right. And I longed for that. And I thought, that's what I really want. It's not the money. And then just yeah. scratch it all and start all over again. And uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, I really enjoyed our conversation today. I really appreciate your time and I look forward to getting together with you and doing this again in the future. Awesome. Thank you, Kristen. I appreciate you having this show. I, I appreciate you having me on it. You've been listening to Model the Master podcast brought to you by Incorpreneur. If you found value, please remember to subscribe and leave us a review. Until next time, remember to take the next step.